0: Hello and welcome to the Darren Clarkson King podcast. I'm Darren Clarkson King. This is my podcast, as my regular listeners will know. I'm a whitewater kayaker, a lot of expeditions in the Himalayas. Covid times, Woo! zombie apocalypses means I'm in North Wales in Snowdonia. It's been a good week. It's rained quite a bit, been out paddling. And the other day, I had a product brochure drop through my door. <coughs> Excuse me. And I thought to myself, no, don't often get product brochures these days. People tend to look at stuff online and you get product brochures online, PDF format. And then it suddenly dawned on me that if you're new to the sport of kayaking, looking at product brochures, even online, can be quite daunting. You know, if I look through this product brochure, the page on lightweight thermals, there's six to choose from. That's just one brand. If I look at... You, uh, Shoes, there's at least eight to choose from. That's just one brand. So, I thought what I'd do is I'd just do a very quick podcast on clothing that I think is appropriate for river running, not for playboating, not for surfing, not for touring or sea paddling. River running. I'd like your opinions on this because I'm not saying I'm gospel, you know, I might be way off the mark and you might think, Dad, you're just talking rubbish. So if you want to add comments to Podbean, or you want to add add comments in social media, that'd be ace. Also, this podcast, like all podcasts, is not funded in any way, shape or form. And if I talk about a product, it's just what I use. This podcast is not scripted in any way, and I'm likely to go off at tangents. So if you don't want to listen to a novel and rattle on about product, going off at tangents, this is not the podcast for you. I mean, I am not Stephen Fry reading Ulysses. But if you can get over all that, then you might learn something. You might not, you might just think I'm a bit insane. Right, let's start off. We'll be quite quick on this, I think. Footwear. Yeah, you need some footwear for river running. Don't be messing about with Crocs. Yeah, Crocs are like a a really good contraceptive shoe, aren't they? But you you want a trainer on. A river trainer, a river boot. There's lots of brands, excuse me, there's lots of brands that make footwear suitable for river running you know river shoes yeah I know, brands also make slip on neoprene booties yeah, river running you might want to avoid them, sometimes they don't have very good soles on, they're not very good for walking, walking to puttings down wet banks, over rocks neoprene booties are a bit sucky for that, they offer no ankle protection so get a good trainer get a good purpose built river shoe if you can afford one, if you're just starting out in the sport and you can't necessarily afford that, you don't think it, you, you know, you're still testing the water, so to speak. An old, good sold trainer. I wore a pair of Adidas Gazelles for years. They were really good. They didn't dry super quick, but they were a really good piece of footwear. If you've got laces on your footwear, please make sure that you knots are done up properly and you've not got big loops and they're not going to get caught in your foot rails, because I've seen people. You know, struggle to get out of boats when laces have got caught in the bolts. Good footwear. Super important. Don't be wearing Tevens and Chacos unless, you know, you happen to be riding an R-Rig down the Suncozy in Nepal or somewhere like that. You know, you, you do want a footwear. You want a bit of toe protection. Ankle protection, ideally. Uh, something else for your feet. Wear socks. Uh, you don't want your shoes rubbing. If you're wearing socks, if you You know, if you're not wearing dry pants or dry suit and you're wearing neoprene, you probably want neoprene socks. You don't want a woolly sock. You certainly don't want to be wearing a black office sock, like a cotton office sock. You know, get yourself a neoprene sock in that shoe. And this brings us to your base layers. Now, base layers. Even this one product brochure I've got in front of me by Northwest River Supplies has got a plethora of base layers to choose from. But it's pretty simple in my book. You wear an all-in-one onesie suit. Immersion Research have something called a union suit. Expedition suits, I think Palm do them. Cockatap do them. You know, lots of brands do them. You get thin ones and thick ones. Brands like Typhoon, Crew Server. Uh, they quite often give you a free one when you buy a dry suit. They seem to be a little bit thicker made of fleece. Uh... The thinner ones tend to be made of a fabric like PolarTech, And these need to be snug. They've got to be snug next to your skin. You can buy onesies on the market, but they tend to be made of like a jersey material, like a tracksuit or sweatshirt material. They tend to have pictures of leopard print or unicorns and rainbows on, and a hood and a massive chunky zip. And they're designed for lounging around, lounging around after your Sunday dinner. You know, they're not designed for being active, you know, they've probably got very little wicking properties in them, you know. They've probably got a big, they've got a big hood most of the time that if you wear under your dry top, your dry suit, it's going to bunch and chafe. They've got a big chunky zip up the front that's going to leave you a cold spot. So you're better off leaving those on the market and actually buying a purpose-built bit of kit that's got wicking control and is going to keep you insulated. Get yourself one of those. Now... All-in-one suits are perfect, they're brilliant, brilliant bits of kit, but some people don't like wearing all-in-ones, you know, they like to be a bit freer, and you can wear separates, you can wear leggings and a top. The problem you've got with leggings and a top is when you sit down in your kayak, if you're top rides up while you've got your dry suit on your top rides up, you're going to get a cold spot as your pants sit down a little bit and your top rides up, you get a cold spot in the middle of your back, which you can't sort of fix because it's under your dry suit. So if you are wearing separates, make sure you tuck your top into your pants. You can buy Merino wool, brilliant. You can buy thermals, loads of different outdoor brands, you know, Patagonia make them, Montaigne make them, Lowe make them, Rad make them, Paddling brands make them. One top and a pair of bombs. Classic, classic, classic. If it gets a bit colder, you might want to double up or go, or go a bit thicker. If it gets colder as, as winter progresses, you might want to put a micro fleece on or micro fleece trousers, especially if you're doing, say, a white water safety and rescue course you plan to do a lot of swimming in cold water, you might want to double up your thermals. If, you, if you're going for a fleece top, be aware of that zip. Because a lot of microfleece tops have zips. Be aware of that zip. You don't want that zip rubbing on the latex gasket of your dry top or the inside of your dry suit and causing damage. So maybe you want to put a buff over the top of that zip so it doesn't chafe. I think we've covered that. Some people... Don't need base layers on the bottom half because they're going to wear neoprene. They're going to wear neoprene shorts, they're going to wear neoprene trousers, neoprene three quarter strides. Neoprene bottoms are brilliant in my opinion. They're functional and practical and cheap. Especially if you're likely to be swimming on shallow rivers, they offer a little bit of impact protection. You know? If you are buying these, make sure they fit comfortably. You don't want them baggy. You all know how wetsuit material works, don't you? You know it keeps you warm with an insulating layer of water next to your skin, and so on and so on. Neoprene is really, really good, and it's it's budget friendly. So bottom half neoprene, bob on. You know if you're doing long river days, it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but you know for most stuff, neoprene is more than fine. Especially if you're just starting out, and you don't want to spend a load of money. Top half. Top half. A good dry top. Spend good money on a dry top. Yeah. Really good money on a dry top. If you're paddling in the spring, you might get away with a semi dry top with more of a neoprene neck than a latex neck. If you're wearing dry pants, Either think to yourself, are you wearing ones that have got built-in socks, or ones without built-in socks? Are you wearing more salopette style, or are you wearing more waist-mounted ones? Are you wearing a splash pant? Personally, at the moment, I'm wearing a splash pant with a neoprene ankle and a waist, and then I'm wearing my dry suit for long days when I'm working on the river or intend to be doing some swimming on rescue courses and that sort of thing. But be aware on, on why that's important and is it important to you. It is a minefield and I know that. If Like I say, if you're starting out, and neoprene is a really good budget product to go for and it's practical and it'll work for you and then you can maybe upgrade. Your dry top, like I say, make sure it's the best that you can afford. It'll last you a long time if you look after it, especially if you spend good money on it. You know, get one that's brightly coloured where you can. If you're not getting a brightly coloured dry top, make sure you've got a bright helmet and a bright PFD. You know, that's quite important. You know, I've been known to wear a black dry top myself because black's cool and black's slimming. And I've worn a black dry top and a black PFD and a black helmet and I've been pretty ninja. Probably not the most visible in the water now, is it? Especially if you paddle dark coloured peaty water, you probably want something a bit brighter. So, get you know think about that. Have, see if you've got pockets on your dry top for putting ear plugs in or nose plugs in. Check your gaskets regularly. If your gaskets look like they're failing, get them replaced. Replace them yourself, or send them off to people to get them fixed. So your dry top, super important. PFD, get one that fits. It's really unlikely that a PFD is ever going to impede your rolling if it fits properly. I, I do hear a lot of people say a PFD impedes my rolling. I hear it more than once. And it doesn't. A good fitting PFD won't impede your rolling. Also make sure your PFD is suitable for purpose. You know, if you've got harnesses on it, if you've got... You know, a rescue system is built into it. Make sure you know how to use them. If you're river running in a freestyle vest, you want to question that. Question where your knife's going. Because obviously if you've got a throw line, you need a knife. So you want to question all that. If your PFD is old, you might want to float test it. If you can't be bothered float testing it, get your credit card out and buy a new PFD. Be aware that not all brands have the same sizing. So if you're a medium in one product, you might not be a medium in the next. Try them on. If you've got friends that have got the product, maybe borrow their PFD for the day and paddle it. See if you can actually get on with it. Get yourself a nice, nice PFD. Right, helmets. Bright coloured helmets are always going to win. Always. Always. Yeah, white helmets on white water. Yeah, can be a little bit problematic. You know, we, it's called white water, isn't it? If you're swimming down a river, especially an alpine river, not not so much in a PT river, but an alpine river where you know there's a definition between the, the white water and the sort of V's. It's really hard to see a white helmet. Similarly, it's really hard to see a black helmet in PT water, so a bright coloured helmet's really good. If you struggle with the fact that you don't want a bright coloured helmet and you, you do want a black one or a white one, get some 3M tape and stick yourself a bright stripe on it. You know, it's really good, really worth doing that. You know, having said that, I do wear a, uh, like a British Racing Green glittery helmet, which is a bit hard to see in. Uh, British Water but that's me and I'm aware of that but the glitter just sort of shine in the sun I have got a yellow and red helmet or a lime green as well takes me to the uh, to the winter now paddling in the winter do you get cold hands cold fingers yeah I do too might be worth investing in some pogies for me I've been using Susie's sweatshop pogies for 20 odd years Foil, like are like a baker foil lining. They're brilliant. I've used them in Alaska. I've used them in Nepal. I've used them in North Wales. I've used them in Scotland. They're great bits of kit. Fine. Neoprene ones, brilliant. is just, yeah, just a winning combination. Some people decide to use mittens. Some people use gloves. If you're wearing neoprene gloves, can you hold your paddle shaft properly? If you can't hold your paddle shaft properly, then you probably don't want to wear the gloves. So, yeah, some people wear gloves. You know, I, I know some people don't wear gloves. And they accept they've got cold hands. I think I've sort of covered everything, really. But you also you want to make sure you dress for the worst. Dress for the worst conditions. Dress for a swim. Dress for standing around on the bank scouting. Dress for dealing with an incident. Just because it's a fine day fine day, red hot with maybe water's a lot of cool are you going to be okay paddling in your board shorts and your Hawaiian shirt and your playboat vest on that river with the peer group that you're paddling with or are you likely to be in the water wading, rescuing people are you likely to swim yourself you know, hypothermia sets in you know, you get yourself into mischief worth considering It's also really important and the thing that we don't often talk about is what warm clothing do you either carry in your boat for emergencies or leave in your car for when you get off. Now I've started to carry a warm jacket for my personal use in my dry bag in my boat and I wear that to put on when I'm waiting for shuttles, when I'm off the water, driving between runs where I'm not getting changed. I take my dry top off, roll my dry suit down and put my warm jacket on and go to the next river or wait for the shuttle. Woolly hat as well in there. Super important to keep yourself warm, keep your car warm. I would advise around not wearing jeans to go paddling in. You know, I'd also advise around not wearing tracky-dacky bottoms or joggers under your dry suit because they're not that insulating. and they're definitely not wicking. So you need something that's going to wick the sweat away because when you get sweaty on sweaty clothes, you get a bit clammy, you get a bit cold. You know, We, we don't want to do that. We want to enjoy this. We want to be comfortable. So if you are starting out in the sport, buy yourself some thermals. You can get really good value Merino wool thermals even from the budget supermarkets, Lidl and Aldi or Mountain Warehouse, budget brands, but they still work perfectly, perfectly well. You can spunk loads of money, can't you, and get yourself a, a Gucci. But there's enough product out there. You don't have to buy one item from all the brands. Buy what works for you. Ask around. Put some comments in my podcast. You know? Have a great time. Guys, I'm going to sign off now, because it's raining outside, and I'm going to go paddling. But have a great time. Dress appropriately, yeah? If you don't dress appropriately and you get off and you're cold, don't moan at your mates. You know better. Stop on your way home and buy some stuff. Okay? Be sensible. Okay? Be warm. Be comfortable. Speak to you all next time. Do